Hey, Gallon, I've missed you, buddy. What's up, y'all? It's been You're a while. Are you over there? Yeah, I'm good. Ooh, were you getting what you getting that uh that they them whacked? What was going on? I want to hear all about it. Tell me, you dirty little uh, absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> One of these days, guy, I'm gonna get you to talk dirty to me. I'm gonna bring <laughs> it out on the podcast at some point. You're never gonna see it coming. <laughs> oh Please, baby, I'm old. Don't say that. I've heard enough. Never seen it. Never see it. saw it coming. Jokes since in, uh, Naughty Three. Yeah, the, the real question is persona. It, yeah, it's not about me coming. It's about where we going. Welcome to Weebo Trash Talk, your number one unranked weekly anime podcast. Every Wednesday at 9.30-ish p.m. Central Time, we come to you live our trash takes on anime news, host topics, and what we've been watching right here at twitch.tv slash closp. That's twitch.tv slash closp. Please remember, if Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming and one free month of Twitch sub for any channel, we'll be the channel for you. But if not, that's okay. That's okay. You can still support us by uh, liking, subscribing, following, sharing, Reviewing, sharing, reviewing, liking. Did I say reviewing and sharing? Because you can just, just fucking just share it. Like, just interact with it. Poke it. Just imagine you're in the woods at a, as a 10-year-old. You find a dead body. What do you do with the stick? You engage with Web 2.0. Better than 3. He's anyway. kids and their technologies. Anyway, I'm your host, Steel Speaking from OSP. As always, I'm joined by two co-hosts. Oh, Chefe himself, Mingo, and Cooking with Chefe on Facebook and Twitter. What's up, babies? I'm back. I'm sorry for missing last week. Been uber tired. Had a bunch of pizza orders last week. Yo, stay tuned at the end of this podcast. I'm going to be unveiling two new pizzas this week. Well, actually, this week one, and then the other week is coming up with another new one. But I'm going to tell y'all about them both. I may be getting a schedule change soon. That lets me go ahead and get some pizzas finally. Woo! Hopefully. And alongside the world's number one Mew enthusiast, Gallant of Gallant and Zeros on Twitter and Twitch. I make a joke about getting a uh, second billing on every podcast I'm on, but yeah, it's fine. To be fair, actually, we've been we've officially been doing this so long that I forget why you're second. There was a joke behind it. I mean, that might have been the joke. I might have made that joke in one of the many podcasts that's not released or released. I was just like. I was gonna say something else, and I was like, I should save it. I should save the bit for when I'm doing my shows. But yeah, there's poorly. Anyway, this is episode thirty-nine on Wednesday, June 29th, twenty twenty-two. We discussed this last week between Gallant and myself. Um, we're that's a year in the can, folks. That's a full year of production episodes in the can. Even like, more we, if you sit back and think about how many that have never been released into the wild. About a year's worth of episodes. They are correct. Also, shut up! Um, You know it's bad when you think that you're talking about the episodes and not me when you say they. Listen, we, have the, we all have these problems. Don't worry about it. 
You broke me for a second there. Um, yeah, you. Bro- I broke myself for a second there. It was like you're an idiot. And oh, uh, yep. Good podcast. Okay. Yeah. So, um, thank you for being here. We we love and appreciate you all. I will someday get back to being able to function like a human being and releasing the episodes uh, regularly, like I like an adult. I swear. Um, on the plus side, therapy's going great. It's been a great half year, folks. Um, and a great two years, technically, doing the podcast, and a great one year, over one year of doing it officially. So, thank you all for being along for the ride. Love you and appreciate you. Uh, love you and appreciate you. I don't know what the fuck appreciate you is, but and anyway, um, that too. Uh, new verbs. This week, we, we're just going to have fun this week. We're, we all have something to go ahead and talk about. <clears throat> we have a good discussion coming up for... A secret anime I watched a few months ago that we can finally talk about now. Uh, it's an older one. Don't look for anything new. We don't have those kind of connections yet. And we will be celebrating being able to still rep uh, Seven Seas without yakking. But before all that, we will begin, as always, Gallant. What have you been watching? Minutes before we went live with this podcast, I watched the uh, the the, ult- the Ultimate? Yeah, not penultimate. The ultimate episode of Birdie Wing for the season, episode thirteen. I believe the title was. Um, it's very important to know who sleeps in what room for girls, or something like that. I don't. It was very strange. It's a it's a joke on the first like, fucking minute or two of the episode where like the 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 players are supposed to sleep in the same room together and um. Uh, Aoi, the the Japanese girl, uh, very much has a thing for Eve and has said it multiple times. And uh, their caddies were arguing against it. Um, and then it cuts to the opening, and then you see that, and I laughed. I was like, "That's pretty funny." Oh, there's also like the first kiss in the series is also in that like first opening minute. It's on the cheek. It's played for a joke. It's also played for uh, Eve. Eve kisses Aoi on the cheek. Uh, and then after she's out of the room, says she's so easy to manipulate, and her caddy just says, "Someone is going to stab you someday." And you know what? I really hope when we get the second season later this year, I hope that happens. It would be so funny for her to get stabbed over some shit. Uh, I want her to live and stuff too. But who's, who's gonna get stabbed? The the preppy one or the underground one? The underground one who said that she kissed her aunt, the other girl, the preppy girl, on the cheek uh, to manipulate her. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that that does come up at the end too. It is done at least two or three times in the episode, and it's extremely funny. Um, they're also very playing fast and loose with the tournament arc, not showing you every opponent because, of course, that doesn't matter. The major players in it that you that have like a rivalry don't play each other for the whole thing but they're playing against each other's like score um Mm -hmm. and that's you know that's fun so they don't have to show you every hole and they can get through two rounds of it of the tournament in you know one 20 minute episode or whatever um but yeah it's really good as i mentioned last uh last week uh reya amaro the coach for the main uh pair damn i forgot about that um yes who is the who does have the voice actor of ray amaro from the original gundam Uh, amaro ray amaro ray Wait, not saying it in Japanese. Lay off. Last name first. Just go, just go. Okay. Uh, I have a bit coming. Just go. go. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that character shows up. He's the coach. Uh, he shows up and talks to another coach who's getting drunk on a couch, and he's just like, 
wow, shouldn't you be supporting your players better? And he's like, game's up to them. I'm just here. You want some alcohol? And uh, Amaro turns him down. There's this whole bit about why do you need your first years to win? And there's just this knowing look shared between them. And then later in the episode, they cut to a discussion between the coach that was getting drunk and the mother of the preppy one, Owie, uh, talking about, do you know about Amaro's health? And then there's like a stifled like gasp between them. And so we know their coach is terminally ill. They cannot pay that man enough to stay for a whole 24 episodes, and it's going to be terrible. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's pretty funny. Um, more hijinks ensue. Some serious stuff goes down. The players get angry. What's up? What was that, Mingo? Mingo? No, that wasn't me. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but there, there's some, there's some, uh, you know, comparing their scores to other teams' match play. They get mad that they didn't do as well. You know, they're getting fired up and whatnot. And then the, the season ends with on the, I believe it's the the third day of the tournament where they're playing another school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's right before the quarterfinals. And at least as far as we know, the strongest team that they're going to play, it's already been foreshadowed, uh, they're going to end up playing them in the semi, the semifinals, which means there's probably another school that's even stronger that we are not even privy to at the moment. But hey. Um, so yeah, there's that. The The show ends, and it just like is like, hey, there's a here's a preview for the next episode. And it's not coming back until October. They don't even say that. It just ends with next time on this. Blah, 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 blah. Here's an episode title. Bye. Like, that's how it ends. I expected, like, a, a little splash screen to say that, hey, coming back in October. But no, it was just like that. And then the announcement, I believe, was online. So. Oh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I'm, I am I, I have a lot to talk about because I guess, I, I like I said, I just finished watching it. So fresh in my mind, they baited me. They baited everyone. Those blurers are going to get bought just for that. Just for the, that one peck on the cheek in the first, like, couple minutes. Good job. Hook, line, and sinker. You got us, you motherfuckers. Let's keep going. Now, Gallant. Huh? I thought of this months ago, and then you weren't here for the episode, so I did not get to do it. But I have a new scale for us to go ahead and rate your particular type of shows. Okay, yeah. Please, give me a scale on the let the gays and theys have their day. Oh my god. That's the best wording I've heard for anything in my life. Um... Yes, folks. New bit. It is called the Let the Gays and Days Have Their Days rating, where we go ahead and go to Gallant for the ratings on all things Yuri. Fuck me. Um... Oh, okay. I'd say this is a solid seven, seven to eight. Out of how many? Um, uh, out of ten. If it was out of a hundred, it would be bad. Okay. Um actually fuck it. We're keeping it we're keeping it five stars. It's a four. It's a four? It's, it's a, a four, four yeah. It's, it's not like it is not it it is it is not a Yuri romance, but like it is very much like you know, these characters have have at least some sort of a thing for each other and they keep talking about it. They really blew its back out in the last episode for this season because I think they want it to sell. Sell to anyone. <laughs> um but it's not bad. It's 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 fun. It's like it's so weird. I was like, man, I should show this series to people. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to show it to people. And I was like, 
it's so it's such a whiplash because the first eight episodes are this wild over-the-top jojo's bizarre adventure like lesbian golf anime and then it just becomes a, a high school tournament arc like there is still Ooh. there are still people who have like Jojo-esque abilities. A character straight up has an ability called in the zone, where from their perspective everything goes still, and like a path of these flowers show the way to the hole. It's fantastic, it's funny. They also show that in the final episode, even though they're not playing anyone important to make sure you don't forget that this person has a weird power. Um it's it's great, it's fun, but like yeah, it is. It is much more like kind of a school sports drum com, uh, in the in the second half. So there's a bit of a whiplash there, but it's still fun, and I so I can't wait to see what kind of like breakneck pace we're gonna get when the second season happens. So yeah, four to five. There you go, folks. Gallon's very first rating on the gays and they's have their day. Now. From here until forever, the tone has been set, the scales have been measured, and you can give them shit for it every time they do it now. You Wait, I read a Yuri manga anyway, and you didn't bust this out? It wasn't an anime. We know where we are here. All right. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that disappointed note, I also <laughs> finished Spy Family, but we're going to wait for Carlos to finish it to say anything about it. Also, last week I had my switch a little bit too much to the left, and it covered up the sticky note I have with the rating on it, so I didn't read it. Also, no one knows this, but the, the the light for me is like right on there, and the monitor is right underneath it. So when that happens, I can't really see the sticky notes on the bottom, and I'd already written the rating down, like in the little, little like you know, like a little cute, like here, here, you see, you see, it. you see the little, little cute thing where it's like making the little triangles. I thought that'd be cute for some reason, but the problem is I wrote it top down so it had to go on the bottom of the screen now do i have plenty of sticky notes left to do it again put it on the top of my screen make it easy easily to read yes i do am i going to do that no however i will say this i just pulled this off and anyone who's anything about sticky notes they stick amazing the first time once you remove it and you try to put it back then you have a problem so who knows the rating either might die or maybe we get it corrected Wait, are you going to average them, or what? You know how many things I do for this, these goddamn podcasts every week. You think I'm going to fucking do math, too? I was just like, why do you have the rating written down? Or, or wait, you just had the, the idea for the rating system written down. No, I had the, I had the title written down, so I remembered to bring it back up. Oh, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now yeah. that I've done it once, I won't forget it, because it's my special little segment. You're welcome. Anyway... Mingo, you watched things. What was that? Oh, wait, no, you didn't. You read manga. Okay, go on. Yes, today on This Week on Reading with Mingo, we are going to discuss One Punch Man. <laughs> I'm a little disgusted by this fucking Count Dracula character, but go on. Well, you know what? Y'all can both suck my ridges. Do you still have all of those? I was going to say, and... didn't you lose some ribs? Those are technically ridges. <laughs> Okay, look, I lost the floaty ribs, okay? Those are gone. And I'm not getting those back. I peed them out. That's what the doctors told me. You peed your ribs out? Yeah, what they said was is that it gets broken down in the body and then it just gets processed out. 
the human body is weird, but that's fucking. Dope. I'm not gonna lie. For a second there, I totally thought you just had this horrible experience of being a bee. I mean, if I was a bee, I'd be dead. Did I do that? No, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Where's my drum sound? <laughs> so I can't make drum sounds. My mic is set up so it doesn't catch background noise. Any whoosins. So I, uh, I also uh, finished uh, Spy X Family, but you know we're gonna wait on the later date for that. And I'm it. apparently now I need to knock out this Yuri Golf. That sounds very tempting to me. Yes, yeah, very so good. Um, and then uh, I, I did a little bit of reading. I was able to catch up on all 164 chapters of One Punch Man in about three days. A, a little bit. Just a, just a smidgen. Okay, you go on. Go on. And let me tell you, goddamn, was it good. You know, people give the One Punch a lot of shit for the for its second season, but you know what? I I feel like they still kept it real close to the manga, like almost panel per panel. So good show on them, and um, you know the la- the latest chapter really has me fucked up. Not even gonna lie. Spoiler alert for those who you know haven't are read it. You know, so I'm not going to go into too much detail, but uh, one of the one of the creators uh, released a tweet, and it, it, it seemed like one punch is going to be the same. And that's all I'm leaving y'all with. That's two punches. Two punches. Not even that. As a note, Mingo, a uh, new chapter came out today, actually. I and probably didn't update on Viz just yet. I'm looking Damn, at it right your now. Ass, your ass is already behind. One sixty-four released today. Slipping. I just caught up. <laughs> oh well, it's not like I can't fucking. It's gonna no. It's gonna be that one chapter. We all know it starts somewhere. It starts that one chapter. I don't know. The whole reason why I started reading it was because uh, I kept getting advertisements on my Facebook. And um, and, like I started getting more and more curious, and I'm like, man, I don't know when the fuck I'm gonna get another season. And now I have to fucking do this. I mean, I will say that the manga absolutely whips ass, and I think it also kicks the anime's ass. Like, you know I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna argue that the that the like, I don't know. I feel like it's a kind of a subjective kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. I think there is just there there's something about like especially like we rapped about this a little bit before the podcast but there is something extremely special to end up in those chapters that are just um uh Murata drawing like 28 pages that are just keyframes for like uh when what's the character's name Sonic is like bouncing between the trees or like when like the giant like robot hero like flies in there's something very special to read a chapter that is just that and be like, holy shit, if you go through this fast enough, it just it's just animated, you know. But I mean, that's also a chapter where nothing else really happens. So I can see if that's not your cup of tea. But like seeing that done in manga form is just fucking gorgeous. And honestly, like you, you really do. Get, like I actually feel 
I feel really good knowing that even though I watched it before I read it, it it felt almost seamless. Like I didn't feel like I, as a viewer, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. You know, by I didn't skip chapters though. Like you know, I still um. You went from the beginning I, to the yeah. I mean that's yeah. good. That's what I would suggest because it is such a weird, it is such a weird thing that has a legendary like artist behind it that it it, it you you would. You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't actually go and read all those beginning chapters, because it's it it is just a wild ride. Well, you know what's crazy is that um, you know what uh, there really aren't much differences from um from the show and the manga, other than like some some dialogue changes. Yeah, which is like I I really do enjoy that. Yeah, it's one that, like, if you want to jump from one to the other, you can very much keep up, like, you know, you're not missing anything. They don't they don't really mess around that way. And, like, I really do enjoy that. Like, it, it really made it feel like... I like knowing I didn't miss nothing. Yeah. Like, I, I remember when I read it, like, I remember everyone was talking about it, and it was getting an anime and, and things, or, or, or maybe it was just at the height of its, like, internet popularity before it got an anime but like i read it and like literally the last chapter that came out was what was the end of season one and i was like okay well i I might keep up with this but damn that felt pretty good and then i just never kind of went back that's the worst part is when you end on a chapter that like feels all right yeah i Um, think that's why i'm glad i kind of like just uh i read it all in bulk yeah so I felt like I didn't lose nothing, and it was like even chapters that felt kind of weak, I still was able to like just breeze on through it. Yeah, yeah. It just—I mean, there's something special to be said about like going to read the manga and then it gets an anime, and it—and the last time you read the manga, the chapters that were out were the ones that led to the what they used for the end of the anime. <laughs> like that was wild. I was like, oh damn! All right, well I know where this season's going. I just never got back to it, but yeah, it's 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 a fun series. I, I have my qualms about it. I think Mob Psycho is better. Um, you know, some people would say like don't Mob compare Psycho, them. Mob Psycho is objectively, like, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, it's it's a subject thing, you know, like because in my opinion, Mob Psycho has like a better like built story, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, One Punch, One Punch Man was, you know, it, it's satire at its best. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you're not going to watch it and be like, it's like watching Dragon Ball Z. You're not watching it to, like, get you a wholehearted story. Yeah. But, you know, you are watching it because, or you're reading it because it's, uh, it keeps you interested. Yeah, and there's, there's, the the series has really, I think the series does have jokes that do land. But, like, I have a friend that, like, just doesn't like it at all. And, like, I can also understand that. If the, if the joke of, you know. Saitama is just like too strong and you know doesn't feel fulfilled from his you know him being a hero if that if that doesn't work for you you know it can wear thin you know I I can't say where this story goes after like season one of the anime um you know which is part of why I've been feeling like good about it but I think some of those jokes land well what I like is that to to alleviate that a bit is they uh they don't they they take him out and then like you know he questions it too he's like 
Well, I'm barely even in this chapter. <laughs> yes. So, like, th- those high meta jokes are always, like, really funny. Yeah, and, and, like, there's a lot of good side characters in it, too. Like... Yeah. And they focus a lot of the story in it. Like, I'm, I can't wait to see how the anime will progress when you can see that, uh, you know, everybody has their own little, like, shtick and story and stuff. Like, I don't know. It, it, it tells a really good story to me. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I really have done so far. <laughs> that's fair. That's, fair. That's, that's all we wrap for 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, and now apparently I need to catch up again. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be that one chapter. It's always that one chapter. It's always that one chapter. Anyway, and finally, we come to what I have been watching several months ago and then got derailed. In my defense, I we talked about I th- I think we talked about uh Pompo the Cinephile last week, and I watched that back in uh, like April. So things happen. Uh, but yeah, so what I watched and am now prepared to talk about, I finally went went back and saw a series everyone has told me to watch and give a try for the longest time. I went back and I watched the entirety. Well, this is back-to-back. A Mobile Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans. Oh, yeah. Let's go. And let me tell Hell, you all. The best one. After watching all of it, after soaking it all in, back-to-back, continuous, and just engrossing in everything that there was to do about it, I have to say... That, that was good. That was good. Yeah. It was okay. Um, Could have gone one of two ways. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us in suspense so long. I appreciate it. I I liked it. I really liked it. My biggest problem about it is the fact that um something I kind of always would like to see more of, but in this case, I didn't because of a connection I feel I have with the larger series of Gundam. Um they committed to their story, which is cool. But the story, I give them props for that, absolutely. The world is so much more interesting than the characters. Yeah, that's like, fair. The, yeah, world, I the, that. the world is so much more interesting than any one of the characters. None of them really have personalities. Their designs aren't actually that interesting, or they're not really ever put to a point of like, I again, I commend them for the fact that they are not the heroes. These characters are not heroes. They are there because of circumstance, and their entire reason for progression is to live normal lives, is to get to a point where they can feel free. They can feel that they achieved being uh, human, basically. Uh, let me go ahead and grab the synopsis. Ah, synopsis. Roughly 300 years after the conclusion of a great conflict known as the Calamity War, the Earth Sphere has lost its previous governing structure and a new system of government has created a new world. Far away, seeds of a new conflict are starting to form in the Mars Sphere. When private security company 
uh, CGS accepts a mission to help liberate a Martian city from being ruled by one of Earth's major powers, a military organization attacks CGS to stop the rebellion before it gets off the ground. Some boys use this as a chance to revolt and lead a coup against the adults who have been oppressing them. I thought that was going to be more detailed. Anyway, so uh, the big thing about this series is that that Calamity War happened. Uh, at this point, there were, I believe, how many Gundams? Like 70-something Gundams, apparently, in this world's timeline. Uh, and they were used to go ahead and topple the... Um, I, I like to think of it as, imagine the one-year war had basically gone on for centuries and threatened to destroy the entirety of the planet, but people came together and created the Gundams and used them as a way to end the war, a la um, Gundam Wing. But then we are now centuries down the line, 300 years down the line, and those Gundams have all but been forgotten. Those houses that work to liberate the world from that never-ending war have basically become the new royal families of the governing bodies of Earth and the colonies and to go ahead and come back from what was the economy of constant warfare, they essentially have orphans that just never recovered, even centuries later. And to find work, many of them go through a process where they get a some kind of robotic appendage connected to their spine so that they can control mobile armors. The La Habreja system. Uh... And in doing so, Final allows Fantasy them to... Huh? Huh? I said I love Final Fantasy fourteen. Look, goddammit, just... Sh I... I... Mm, mm. Mm -hmm. I kept that from... I kept the fact that I was watching this and hearing that fucking word every goddamn time for, like, an entire week. I hope you respect that. Um, I do. And this is a group of, a group of younger kids who were all together I... since almost birth, basically... Who, when a dignitary who is becoming a revolutionary for peace and liberation of the people on Mars, who are basically kind of corporate slaves, uh, a la uh, Relina Peacecraft, or name your Gundam pacifist revolutionary blonde girl. Um, they have a type, I don't know. Um, she goes in, gets in over her head, but these kids are like, no, nah, fuck this, we're taking the advantage after finding a Gundam, the Gundam Barbatos, and the m main character of the series is able to plug in, control it, and this leads them on a path of, they say rebellion, but it's really more rebelling against the company they worked under initially. After that, it becomes a situation of they like join up with a syndicate, crime organization type thing, where they take on... Uh, cargo shipping and just uh, paramilitary, like guerrilla warfare type jobs to go ahead and deliver the, uh, the this is not a princess, but she's like a, basically a, a youth dignitary or some shit. I don't know how you really would call them, but they call her like the Princess Rebellion because she's being set up as a puppet um, for the people already in power, basically. And this follows their story of getting her from Mars to Earth and what they have to go through to establish themselves as a well-known group and company in terms of getting that and the battles that go along the way. And what I really, really liked about it for the most part was how much they kind of uh, stuck with that story of they were going for peace and the or they were going to like a, you know, 
a place in the world, basically, in that first season. And that was really cool to me. Um, lots of characters dying to progress the story, which I don't know that I'm necessarily a fan of, but it, I will say it was very in keeping with the tone of this series. It never felt forced. It never felt... Anyone who knows me that knows what I'm talking about, I, I honestly, I despise, I hate death as the plot device. I fucking hate it. I think it's lazy and boring. It never felt like that in uh, Orphans. It didn't. I give it credit for that because I'm very cynical when it comes to that. So the fact they were able to keep me from going that way and the way they told these stories and had these deaths, that is very impressive. I've not many pieces of media anywhere, whether it be film, video games, TV, uh, books, whatever. It's, it's, it's hard to get me to not roll my eyes at deaths. Um, but it, it, it did it. It made me not, not roll my eyes at it. And the beginning of the second season, when they begin to go more and more into the Calamity War and how the Gundams were basically like treated as the, the sacred beasts who the reason they were built was because in the Calamity War, what they had that was threatening to destroy the world and all of humanity were things called mobile armors. Uh, a la the giant, like the fucking giant uh, like Gundam killers you see in like almost every Gundam series. The monstrosity type things. And these were apparently conquering the planet. They were in danger of wiping out everything. But then the Gundams were built by the organizations and they were used to defeat them. And Really, like, I don't want to go into too many details. One, because it's been so long, I kind of forgot a lot of them. But two, because it's it's a really interesting take on it. It's it's such a cool idea that I loved to death. And then they do fucking nothing with it. Uh, I wouldn't say they nothing. They do fucking nothing with it. It's, it's there for, like, the end of, effectively, the first arc of the second season... After that, it's just mistake after mistake after mistake, and then it's like, well, we got to end this now, so let's commit and give the ending that they gave. It's like, yeah, it fits. It's cool. It's I I I guess like I didn't I commend them for sticking to that ending because you know again I always feel like I would like more shows to go ahead and commit to what their story they're trying to tell and get a proper ending in that same feeling, which is what they do here. My problem with it this time around, because it's such a rare thing for me, our problem is the fact that if I was going to get that, I would have preferred it maybe the end first season or stop at the first season or maybe have a smaller second season that goes ahead and leads to that such a thing. Or maybe a movie. Some shit like that, basically. But the way they will about it, the reason I have a problem with it is the fact that they introduced so much more of that Calamity War and they gave so much lore that made me like, I was I enjoyed the first season a lot, but then everything they allude to in the second season is just such a thing of like, holy shit, I am in. This is a really cool, interesting new take on Gundam and the lore. Let's go. And then nothing. And I don't know. Like I, I couldn't shake it. I tried shaking it again. I still enjoy it. I still recommend it deeply. It's a really cool series. Those of you who say it's the best Gundam ever, I'm happy for you. Um, because I mean, I after agree. watching this, someone should be. Uh, I will agree with you that uh, they could have done more with it, but I don't know. It just, uh, I think being oversaturated in Gundam in general, I just like that it's a different tone. 
and that's kind of thing. Like, I I totally get that. I I get why people think Texas has their favorite. I get why they like the tone of it. Again, my thing is that again, I commend it for sticking to that tone, land because it does land the proper ending for the tone of the series. My issue, personally, this is a completely personal. I do not believe this is a standard of quality. I don't believe this is a calculator or anything of that nature. My issue is the fact that. I didn't ask them to get me in on this super fucking cool high concept I would like for its own full-on series of Gundam, but they really got me in there and then just didn't do anything for me with it. And I, I Yeah, it's not your they, fault they that me. like they the... me. Like what the fuck? Don't, don't uh, do that. I mean that, it's that's it... me and my Gundams. Don't do this, man. The I think the issue is is that um whoever was in charge of world building got stuck with his, uh, not stuck but was paired with someone that had the idea for like a story to tell and that shit just did not line up it was like well yeah. okay yeah we'll use the we'll use the backstory here that's a good way to like make the gundams be a thing um but like this is the story that we're ultimately going for and it's just it does feel like a mismatch pairing because i agree it's a really good you know it's a really good, like, why Gundams exist. Why are they held by these, like, very specific noble houses? Like, I, I think it's very fun. But ultimately, that isn't, like, that's the story that's happened. That's not the story they're going to tell. And maybe mm -hmm. there is a possibility we get a, like, where they just go back and they're like, yeah, and here's this war. Like, it, it always exists for them to do that. Gundam has done weirder in the past, you know? They have an spin spinoff series coming in the coming year, if not this year. That is going to be set between seasons one and two of Iron Blooded Orphans. Interesting. Yeah. That's not what I wanted, but yeah, I wonder what that will be about because I doubt after all this time it's going to be about the same themes. I mean, even so, then, I, I don't know that it could be. Also, I don't know that what it can do to continue or expand the story for the sake of we get a full on epilogue at the end of Iron Blooded. So, yeah, um, I mean, for what, what I assume is that it's probably going to be about a different faction. Have they said who it's about? Um, is it they have, the I don't remember off the top of my head, but it is a new group. It is another group completely. Okay. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Then I was like, there's no way it follows the, like the same crew and it will be about something different. They were just like, we have the story, we have the world. Let's just do something like that's all this work that we have cut out and we can just set something else in the universe. Boom. Yeah. And, so. and even the, by the very nature of it's in between the two seasons, cause you can't work around, uh, what is the name of the group? Tefia or um Tekadin, Tekadin, yeah, Tekadin. Yes. Um you can't work around the story of Tekadin because of how big it gets, how grand it gets. Because yes. again, I say over and over again, I do like this. I know I might sound like I'm coming off negative about it. I do really enjoy the series. I think it's really cool. I will own it someday, absolutely. Um yeah. I will say version two Barber Toast. I don't I don't know about that third one. Uh that was uh, you don't like the you don't like the furry version? Nah, it was it was it was a cool mashup second time around. It was a cool half and half. Uh, the the third the third one was like they just went whole hog. They just went full zoids. I was like, mm, no, no. Suki has the has the line. I thought it would be weird having a tail, but it's not. And then everybody went woo. I mean, get it honestly, but still. Yeah, I I, I know where y'all are coming from. I'm a pervert. I know what to get Gallon for Christmas now. No, no, it's not. It wasn't me cheering for that. That's not my specific pervert thing. But when I see my pervert thing in animes, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the good shit. Give it to me. Inject it into my veins. This is my favorite one. 
back to Gundam. Uh, Don't worry, Gundam. I know what to get you for Christmas. My favorite Gundam is the Gundam of Seven Swords. Who could say? But yeah, so I came out mad. Still, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it, but... Uh, okay, because I get the chance to actually talk about uh, Iron Blooded Orphans on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I have just a couple of things that I wanna I wanna get your um. Go on, go go on. Okay, okay, all right. So, um, are, well, no, no I, okay, you know I guess, no. I guess... One more thing. One more thing. You yeah, know go, what? Go 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 go. All, go fuck you. all of you fuckers talking about <laughs> this. I I love Man of Mission much the next person. I do. I do. The lack of respect. For the second OP in this series that I see no one talk about. A second OP whips? What are you talking about? No, I know, but Twitter, Twitter, these anime people, I never fucking see them talk about the second OP. It's always the first and the third, sometimes the fourth. But it's never the second. That came out of fucking nowhere. I hate you all. You disappoint me. You don't deserve it. This is why your parents don't fucking love you. I'm gonna... After this podcast, oh wait, should I do this on? Should I should I search myself on Twitter, talking about Iron Blood Orphans and see what my opinion at the time was for that OP? Do it, I'm, do I'm it. I'm doing it. No, no gender fluids. Hold on, hold on. Hey, it's your dry skin. Every... Oh goddamn it! My, my dry, dry skin. skin. My dry skin. I'm gonna talk to right now. I'm trying to get the, the name. Yeah, it was uh. Survivor by Blue and Count. I don't this know is, this that is so I've funny. had another I... Gundam uh, opening in the pa- in this generation that I thought whipped so goddamn hard. All right, let's see. Um, the my my the last tweet I made about Iron Blooded Orphans was even hashtagged, and it says Iron Blooded Orphans with masterful shot composition, and it's just the print the blonde princess character's tits. Um, I didn't tweet much about this show. Uh, let me type IBO. I probably started tweeting that way. You you were pretty big on uh, acronyms back in the day when there was hashtags involved. Yeah, let's see. I didn't even hashtag these. Uh, the last five episodes. I've only been two seasons. Well, me talking about Man with a Mission. I might be a lost cause. You fucks. All of you, you fucks. Oh, wait, no. Here we go. Spire for the OP and Grand Rodeo for the ED. This season of Iron-Blooded Orphans is lit. Maybe that's season three? That's, that's, uh, no, that's four. Wait, is that four? No, I think that might be. I, I think that is three. I think Spire is three. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I guess no opinions on two, but I remember liking all the openings. Um, and they, oh, they were all cool. They were all good. I'm just saying the lack of respect that I don't see anyone fucking even uh, evangelizing the second opening. Yeah. Okay. So first, first things off, first. Oh, fuck okay, evangelists. This is true. I mean, yes, Mingo, Mingo was right. Yeah, uh, f- fuck the court. I'm sorry. Just, just the sheer mention of that fucking word always gets my like my fucking nuts in a rope. Oh wait, real quick before we go on, uh, this is the last show of June in Pride Month. No worry, we'll keep doing it. But so we're very fucking clear. Fuck Greg Abbott. 
me and all my homies fucking hit Greg Abbott and also fuck the Supreme Court. Yeah. All my homies hate the Supreme Court. You, you know what's wild, though? I've been thinking about this. It's like, yo, what do they do when they finally get, like, their secretaries pregnant? Like, they can't fucking hide that no more. Oh, no, they, they can still fight them out of the country. That's, that's the thing, Mingo. Abortions are going away for regular people. Oh, the people, okay. who can, people who have money and who can afford them, the people that are rich and have power, they can get whatever they want, baby. It's all about oppressing the working class. Here's facts. They can't keep us stuck in capitalism if we're not stuck paying for babies nobody asked for. Yep. Yeah, anyway, I'm sorry, Gallon. You've been trying to make a point for the past half hour of this Iron-Blooded Orphans discussion. Please, go on. Like, just get out of the system. I forgot. You were so hyped before, and I interrupted you. I've got I've got a fair few things that I, I have, like, maybe three points, unless I start remembering more, maybe four points of Iron-Blooded Orphans that stick in my mind and will never leave. Um, the episode where we get into the backstory about the the one crazy lady who's really in love with the blonde guy and has a a squad made of nothing but blonde blue-eyed dudes um, who are effectively her boy toys, I believe. Set Set up to duel... No, she's just horny. She, I, you know, well, maybe oh, she's a Nazi. No, I, I, I get remember. you. I, I remember her. Yeah, the 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 gallant knight girl. Yeah. Yes. So my favorite episode of the series, bar none, is that episode when they're like, "We're going to fight. We will fight you in an honorable duel." And there are men outside of their robots, like they're they're outside on like the the little like catwalks outside of their cockpits, waiting for Minazuki to show up in 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 uh, Barbados, and fucking. He just shows up with the hammer and smashes some dudes and they just blood splatter across the front of their mechs and the men are terrified and the show plays like the hero's theme and I was just like, oh, Gundam's doing it. It's doing the thing. This is terrible. And there's going to be a subset of people that are like, that was so cool. That's my favorite. That's my favorite fucking episode. That like last five minutes is horrendous and it's played up to be like here's the triumphant hero hero moment y'all oh uh, i just like i raved for about a week about that episode Folks, i want you to understand when i say fuck the state that is exactly what i mean oh yeah that same. scene is exactly what the fuck i mean go yes. on it's so good. No, it's great. I I love that Minazuki is just like I'm here to kill people. Like it's just it rules so much. I love that like in the what is it, the final episode of the first season where he pulls out the fucking katana from the mace and he's like I don't know how to fucking use this. Oh, it's well, so good. He's like I don't use this. <laughs> I don't want a sword. Is like it's such a good feeling because so many people and raised think swords are cool. And it's so cool to have a main character be like, I don't fucking understand this thing. I just want to bash it. It's like, ah, it rules. It rules so much. But yes, that part where it's like playing the victory music while like men looking for an honorable duel in war, which is fucking stupid. I'm going to say that. Um, get slaughtered is wild and crazy. And I, don't get me good. wrong. Minazuki is probably the most boring protagonist in Gundam history. Because he never changes. But fuck, I didn't ask him to. And he's my boy because of it. Yeah, I was going to say, he, there are some times where he feels like the promise of Hero Huey, but they couldn't do that back then. I don't, I don't know that 
it's that they couldn't do him. I, I think there's that they they got really involved in telling a full character arc <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> as opposed to this is a child who is just out to murder people. Yes, but they yeah. always project that for hero, and all you ever see is his growth. And it's like you're like this man's supposed to be hard. All he did was rip an envelope up. He kills people. I understand. I'm not. I I just mean that most of most of his screen time, he's having an arc. You know what? Someday I will watch uh, Gundam Wing again, and we'll come back to that because I'll, I'll be I'll be here all day defending Hero because Gundam Wing is is, is that no. place in my heart. But no, go on, go. On. I, I get what you mean though. That, that's that's rules. where. Yeah, also, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So there's that. Uh, then there is also, I, I think Biscuits dies like the episode after, yes. which is like, it's very much like, yeah, this is what you get. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, also good. Um, hey, let's see. You, you, you live by the homies, you die by the homies. Yeah. Or you just it, fucking die. I'm a better die, bitch. What can I say? Extremely two. Two is that one thing that you didn't mention is for a Gundam. Every weapon, almost every single weapon in the series is physical. All the rifles yeah. use bullets. All the swords are are made of metal. The mace is made of metal. Mm-hmm. And the first time a beam weapon is fired in the series is when they... Also, I've already talked about people dying and shit, but spoilers. Um, the first time you see a beam weapon go off, it is one of those rampaging mobile armors. Yep. And the the noise it makes is fucking terrifying it is so good like i didn't even realize up till that point that there hadn't been beam weaponry because i was like yeah jesus christ that's the noise to use for a beam weapon and i was like that's what sold me on the concept so much more as well i was like damn that's right these people have no idea what the fuck a beam a beam weapon is all other gundams are like oh beam swords yeah beam swords are beam swords and this thing is like shooting a beam cannon and it is it is frightful and terrifying it's eldritch it's it's like it's infinitely powerful. It's such a good moment. And they were like, we're giving this to the world builder. And then we're going to go tell the rest of our story. And I agree with you. I would have much rather we focused on that. Yeah. But like, I think the story we ended up getting is pretty good. Yeah, no, it, it's good. I love it. I, I really do. Again, the only reason is that because I am that person. If you give me that lore while still giving me uh, actual narrative, you got me. I'm stuck. You, you're not going to get rid of me. Um, and that's what they did yeah. here. Yeah, because, no, they, I don't. I, I don't think maybe like until like another Gundam shows up near the end. I cannot remember. There's no other beam weapons. Not really. No. In fact, they yeah. even go back to not really uh, focusing on beam re- weapons. I think um, one of the main characters, one of the uh, guys from Tekken, uh goes out using one because he had like no, no, no. He didn't have. But he had a dual cannon. So effectively, it's just a mobile armor. It's like none, none of the regular suits actually. Beam weapons don't become a thing. They don't become a thing. Uh, they go against Good. that curve. Because their their big thing is those uh, fucking shoulder cannons, like the bazookas, with the iron rods that do mess. Yes. That, that's their thing. It's so cool. It's such a physical series. If you like yeah. Gundam, but you've always been like, I'm tired of beam weapons, it's such a good series. And the, mm-hmm. and the second the beam goes off, it's... It's wild and it's very good. It's such a distinct choice about the world and what state it's in that, like, like that it rips so hard. Like everything about Iron Blooded Orphans should make me roll my eyes again and be like, I hate grim dark stuff. But it fights it 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 toes that line perfectly of never going that way. Even with all the 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 more depressing narrative it does, a darker narrative it does, it's never it's never one dimensional in the bad way. 
it's, yeah, I mean, it's more like it's not one dimensional. It's just focused outside of the lore aspects. The beginning of the second season, it's effectively laser focused. Yeah. And like the, the cool thing in that is that like, as you start to learn and with the end of the series or whatever, is that the reason no one uses the Gundams anymore and they're, they're, they're like kept in fucking hangars as like ceremonial weapons is because the overuse of a Gundam tends to start ruining a person. And like, I've liked that. I've always liked that. Like, it's the reason why the Berserk armory and Berserk fucking rule so much. Like, they made a Gundam in Gundam act like the Berserk armor in a way. And that's yep. super cool. Like, that's a very good, like, yes, these were strong enough to beat things that could fire lasers, which we don't have the ability to craft anymore. Um, and they took their toll for sure. Like it's such a, it's such a dope thing. If any of this sounds good and you haven't watched it, go check it out. Um, I'm about to get to the depressing part. <clears throat> so I'm glad I, I name searched myself. Uh, for my Iron Blood Orphans tweet, because this is a tweet that's never left my mind in what looks like five years. Uh, I remember saying out loud to myself in episode 41, okay, this couldn't get more fucked up. Six and a half minutes into episode 43. I really need to stop thinking these things. Is that the uh, let's go let's go buy shoes and then they didn't get shoes? That is, yes, that is uh, characters getting gunned down in the street in episode 41. Episode 43 is you find out that the uh, the blonde guy we were talking about uh, has a, um, excuse me. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, his story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, his his story uh, in, uh, what am I trying to say? Content warning for sexual uh, assault. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, we find out that he has got a past of being sexually assaulted as a minor, and I was like, I'm gonna stop predicting anything or reacting to this show because it just seems to keep keep being like, yeah, let me try. Let, oh yeah, you want me to see? The, you want me to go harder? It doesn't go harder after that. But I was very much like, I didn't think it could get it's more the, fucked up than people just getting gunned down. It's the fucking goofy meme of it all. Do it again. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, and then the. The other cool main character, whose name I cannot remember, but is also the second main character and is a brown dude, and that's pretty cool, also just gets shot, like... Orca. Orca, yeah. God, the whale. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. It's such, a, it's, it's such a fun series. It does what it wants. It gets maybe a little too into itself sometimes, but... Like I said, all the themes get really drilled down upon. the The backstory I, is very dope. Like it's it is worth your time, even if I don't think it's the best Gundam. It's maybe one of the most interesting Gundams in a long time, though. It's also one of the only Gundams that I think brings up multiple subjects. And for some of them, this doesn't go in. Like even like here, I'm here on the wiki. The uh, let me see here. The series deals with with several real life problems such as war, slavery, child soldiers, poverty, neo colonialism, and corruption. Because at the end of the second season, they start on the end of the first season. They start off the second season saying, "So because this tech had a success, child labor and slavery have gone through the roof." And then we go to Tekken, who's enjoying the benefits of what they did, even though they they literally just said five seconds ago, "Hey, that thing they fought to escape from, uh, yeah, it's gone over the the world." But the they these kids aren't heroes, and they're not going to deal with that. They're going to keep working on their shit. Yep. They are there for themselves, and that's it. And it is so good to have, like, a gray area, like, protagonist, like, focused in a Gundam. It's mm. so good. It's And it's done well. Like, they do not pull punches. There's some bad people in there. 
Yep. And like, I mean, there are some good people that know they're bad people, and that's their struggle, and it's good. <laughs> like, Iron Blood is gets still gets talked about for reasons, but yeah, I w- I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Um, yeah. Small. I, I, it definitely is one of the better, the one of the best Gundams. I would say. I, I would definitely put it in one of the best categories, absolutely, in terms of like just quality wise, because it really does know what it's doing and trying to do, and it does it very, very well. Again, yeah. the only reason I don't have it higher is because of personal choices, but I completely understand people who say it's the best. Yeah. I'm sorry, Amigo. I feel like you were trying to jump in there several times, and we kind of just cut you off. Uh, no. Just gave him a good call on the, the sexual thing. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, that shit happens. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I've... Yeah, it's just... Yeah. I just wanted to make it clear before I said it that, like, yeah. you know... It and was then also the, the orca thing, too. Like, that, that was one of my favorites. But I, lo- I love whales, and... I don't know, the whole animal thing was, like, pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like... it's good. I just, like... Yeah, there's there's a character from another series that whose name was Orca, and I had a friend that would always, every time, say Orca the whale, and I remember I did that through the whole of Iron Blooded Orphans, and I just haven't heard his name since. <laughs> All right, with that, we're gonna go ahead and let go of Iron Blooded Orphans because I'm sure we could be here all day as 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 we do every time we get into a series that we really like, but all things must come to an end. So. Uh, moving on, For we're gonna five gonna... years. I've had all those opinions still. <laughs> that shows you it sticks. Yep, yep. Really great series. Uh, you can watch it all on Netflix, Funimation, and if you hit yourself, Crunchyroll. Um, did we recently talk about this? What about you talking about Iron Blood or no? No, this is the first time I brought it up. Okay, there's also a Gundam that's name is something something Rebake Full City, and that is a fun fucking name. But I also maybe didn't super enjoy most of the mech designs in it. Okay. Like, I like them. They're good mech designs, but I don't think any of them, like, captured my soul. In Iron Blooded? Yeah, not really. And, I mean, there was really, like, Gundams were so rare. I think in total we saw, what, four or five Gundams? Yeah, something like the that. They're very rare. Mobile suits. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, Carlos. What's up? Quick question. Um, so, how did uh, how's it going in Skypea right now? So yeah, um, folks, I discovered that of all places, Netflix has been updating One Piece episodes with the dub. And as everyone knows, like I, One Piece fans, shut the fuck up. Be be happy. I'm doing anything for this goddamn series. Um, I I wanted to watch the dub because that was the only way I was going to stick with it because I was not going to read all the subtitles for a classic shonen type production series. It wasn't going to happen. I'm I'm too old. I'm saying it right can't now. Even imagine, too... you can't imagine you reading subtitles now for a new show. <laughs> exactly. Like Haikyuu, when that's about it. But that's that's yeah, that's, it's not going to happen. Not for a classic shonen. Not for any classic shonen. That is not a One Piece thing. That's a me thing. Mm-mm, not not no more. Uh, what the fuck is this? Has this arc not over? How is it not fucking over? I've been here for a week and I started halfway through, and this arc still isn't fucking over. How the? F- when the fuck does it end? When the fuck does it end? I know when it ends because I looked at the fucking uh, episode list. And it just I. Just, 
Is this? I gotta. I gotta understand. Is this like peak? Um, is this peak? You're getting 15 minutes out of a 20 minute show. No, that's the worst thing about it. There actually is a lot of content in this arc. Yeah, it's actually a uh, funny enough. Um, Skypea. It's and keep in mind, Carlos. This is you're not the only one. A lot of even One Piece fans aren't a big fan of Skypea. Usually, bottom of the list for the arcs. But yeah. um. It is an important art because they set up a lot of stuff that's really important later on. Yeah, which I figured because it's like right before Enos Lobby, right? No. So you have uh, what? You have Skypea, Go ahead. and then you have a. Uh, so, Enos Lobby. It's some a lot of people sum it up in a whole and just call it that, but really you have Water Seven, then you have Enos Lobby. Okay. Yeah, because I know. They're introducing the like I've seen the episode previews of where they are in uh in Netflix and I'm pretty sure they they, they get through all of Skypea and then they get through some filler arc uh, and then they go to more like actual um story arc for a good long while. But I know it ends at a certain point where it seems like they're bringing in Ennis Lobby characters more so. Like they start, you know, sprinkling about it's, it's, And like literally the minute you're past Skypea, it is a fucking train. <laughs> Funny enough, <laughs> train for Annie's lobby for all my my one piece fans out there that's gonna get that um uh, it, it's literally just gonna shoot all the way like in my uh originally uh water seven Annie's lobby that was the longest arc like that's long yeah but now uh i want to say it's gotta um, be Wano at this point wouldn't it well, it's between Wano and uh, Dress Rosa because Dress Rosa took like fucking three years. Fuck me, what? Yeah, yeah so when they, that's Rosa. what they say. The next saga, he ain't saying yeah. in a so, year. All, all you, you know, Fayweather One Piece fans who just jumped on the ship, let me be real with you. It's not done yet. Your kids are gonna be watching One Piece, Garen fucking T. Because, yeah, fucking... And anyone that's trying to say, oh, it'll end in five years, you can suck my ridges, too, on what's left of them. Because, fucking... <laughs> that shit ain't ending in five years. I'm giving it ten tops. That's actually, I'm lowballing you. I'm lowballing at ten. I wouldn't put it past the man. You remember when we were in high school? Uh, not, not high school, I'm sorry. Uh, just in college, Carlos? And Oda was like, it's half done! And that was 12 years ago? Wasn't that an April fucking Fool's tweet, too? I don't think no. it was April Fool's. No, it was like midsummer. Unless that motherfucker doesn't know what a month is. I, I give that man whole heart respects. Because he, when he says he wants a break, he gets his fucking break. Yeah, because it's the most popular. Mingo, you said uh, for all my Enos Lobby fans out there, motherfucker with the, the most watched anime in the world. Like, it's a low percentage of people you're talking to if everybody in the world listened to this. Every, everybody likes to say, oh, it's too long. I'm just going to go watch 10 other series that are about 24 episodes each and half and half. Then I got those fucking slaggits that want to be watching Attack on Titan. Oh, the final part, three-parter. Shut up. I mean, I hate all of you personally. I'm sorry. I can't get into big any big... Uh, like well-known Western shows at this point, because everybody is trying to fight each other for who's the biggest victim. 
I ain't trying to fight nobody. I stand on what I believe in. But you, how the fuck are you going to call yourself the fucking three final parts? Now, I understand. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I can't go hard for anyone at this point. Like, I just can't. Like, Black Clover, thank you for ending. <laughs> thank you so much for ending. I appreciate you. Um, Black Clover's not over, though, right? No, no, it's it's, it's taking a three-month period. They'll be back in, I believe, September. Yeah. Yeah. But that's going to be, that, they're, they're be the final arc, so. Super hype for Film Red, though. Everything that's being released yeah. on that is getting wild. Oh, I, I, I will and, give of the of the one of the movies I have watched, the one of these movies are are cool. Well, they just released that uh, Amazon Prime's getting all the the theatrical One Piece movies. Oh. Yeah, so film uh film gold, stampede, uh strong world, and possibly, you know, at some point film red maybe if they still have those contracts. I mean that might be why they got the contracts in the first place, is because they're to get the newest one, you know. Yeah, and it, you know what? It's gonna sell hard. I'm, I'm, per me personally, I'm going in theaters because I saw a fucking film gold in theaters, stampede in theater, and goddamn, was it an experience? I mean, One Piece kind of stands in theaters long enough. I'm sure I can go watch it at some point in an empty enough theater, so I'm fine with that. And the, and the great thing about uh about film like One Piece movies, I'm surprised they're, that... they're they're hanging back so goddamn long. Yeah. But I mean, it. Uh, so the whole point of him doing the movies nowadays, and like my little theory is that uh, it gives him a break. Mm-hmm. But it still does. It uh, it still counts. Like it's not as it's not technically filler. Yeah, because he makes the movies fit, but, right? Yeah, he makes the movies fit, and also um, he oversees them. He oversees everything. Mm-hmm. Like even for the new One Piece game coming out, uh, he's overseeing that too. Was this still shown cool. gameplay for? I've never seen so much gameplay for a game without seeing gameplay. Now, what about that one? Um, there was a game where it had like a a thug pig and like a monkey. Oh, dude, I, I, remember, I don't know. I've I've seen I I've seen, seen every like one piece game. Saw it like that looks cool. It didn't play it, so I don't know. It, he looked like like a Chinese thug pig, and like there was a monkey who like swindled him. But like I. For the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but I remember seeing trailers for it everywhere, like fucking Prime, YouTube, um, the Facebook, everywhere. Like that shit would nonstop, but I never saw the game. Oh. But um, but yeah, uh, the good thing about One Piece movies is that you uh, you can honestly just go into it blind and just have a good time. They're pirates. They have superpowers. All you need to know. Like that's what? it. Because that's all. That's all they're really gonna touch. They're pirates. They have superpowers. They're going to beat each other up. Someone's going to cry a lot. Yeah. It's probably Monkey D. Luffy. <laughs> nah, Does anyone call him Monkey in the series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They don't, I mean, you don't ever just say, like, you know, they don't just call him, you know, just only Monkey. They say the whole name, though. Oh, no. Yeah. Does anybody just call him Monkey, though? Everyone's so respectful. Nah. Always calls him Luffy. Or no, nah, it's either Luffy or uh, Mugiwara. All right. All right, though. The show is running long. Let's move on to our last little bits here. So before we let go of the show, not really going to touch too much on it. I'm sure Gallant has some thoughts on this one, but we did want to go ahead and cover this, the news that broke this past week uh, from Anime News Network, uh, Alex Mateo. Publisher Seven Seas voluntarily recognizes UW7S Workers Union. 
The United Workers of Seven Seas, a union of employees of manga... Oh, a union for employees of manga and light novel publisher Seven Seas Entertainment announced on Friday on Twitter that Seven Seas has agreed to voluntarily recognize the UW7S as a union based of a union based on the majority card check. This eliminates the need for a National Labor Relations Board conducted election. The UW7S full statement reads the UW7S is happy to announce that Seven Seas has agreed to voluntarily recognize us as the union based on a majority card check. The decision by Seven Seas eliminates the need for an NLRB conducted election and will pave the way for more exp- uh, for a more expedited path to bargaining a first contract. At a time when many employers continue to fight the unionization of their employees, we appreciate Seven Seas decided to respect the voices of the majority of the staff and recognize us. We look forward to developing a mutual beneficial relationship and reaching a collective bargaining agreement in the near future. On May 26th, the UW7S stated on Twitter that Seven Seas had informed the union that the company would not voluntarily recognize the union. Uh, UW7S said as a result, the matter will go to an election with the NLRB. The UW7S added on Twitter on May 28th that 32 out of 41 eligible workers at the company were in favor of the union. Seven Seas released a statement on released the following statement on May 28th. We appreciate having the opportunity to give an, our point of view regarding the unionization efforts at Seven Seas Entertainment. We respect the rights of our employees to choose or not choose union representation. While we have been requested by a number of employees to voluntarily recognize communication yes. workers of America as their legal representative without a National Labor Re- uh, Relations Board conducted election, we have decided to respect the right of all of our employees to vote on the issue. This uh, since unionization would affect more members of the staff than those who have already come forward, an election will ensure that everyone has the opportunity to learn about their rights and the details of this process before they cast their vote through the governed process. Uh, we have notified the NLRB of that that we are prepared to move forward with an election among an appropriate unit of employees and will, of course, abide by the outcome of the election. UWS7S uh, is working closely with the Communication Workers of America, CWA. The group seeks to negotiate better working conditions of 70s employees and freelancers. According to the union, the publisher has grown from 10 employees in 2018 to over 40 staff members in 2020. Two. The union's new Twitter account and website state the Seven Seas workers are overworked, underpaid, and do not receive benefits typical to the publishing industry. The group is demanding uh, equitable pay, health care, and PTO, reasonable workloads, fair deadlines, and a well-organized digital office. A full list of organization's goals is available on its website. In a update, Seven Seas posted a statement on Twitter on Saturday regarding its decision to recognize the union. At the end of May, Seven Seas was notified that a union had filled an election petition to represent our employees. At the time, the company decided to proceed to an election governed by National Re- uh, Relations Labor Board in order to allow such an important decision to get its full democratic process. The company is responsible for protecting the rights of all employees and was uncomfortable wavering such a fundamental right to vote. However, this has been a challenging time for staff at every level. Above all, the well-being and safety of our employees is the utmost importance to us. In order to protect everyone involved and to work together in good faith for the sake of our staff, creators, partners, and fans, Seven Seas has now decided to waive the right to an election in favor of voluntary recognizing of the union. We took a look for, uh, we look forward to working together with the newly united uh, oh, the newly unionized UW7S and the rest of our global staff as well as we sail towards an even brighter future. So yeah, 
good shit on UW7S. Yeah. For committing, getting people together, and showing that regardless the vote was going to go through and making 7Cs act accordingly. Yeah, it's great. I mean, like, 7Cs is the, I feel, is, is one of the, the manga publishers that really pushed, like, you know, getting queer manga and queer light novels out there. And it is amazing to know that, like, the people there are going to be, you know, have the collective bargaining necessary to get what they need to, you know, push this shit out in a real way that, like, you know, the publisher doesn't do itself. It's all the fucking, you know, laborers. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't even, I don't know if I even own anything 7Cs honestly my end, but I do know they're one of the bigger names for the work that they do. And not to call it niche work, but I think underappreciated work in terms of, like, how important their name is in the conversation of bringing stories that really push manga as more than just shonen uh not even just in the west but in the world as a whole yeah and i mean the one of the things is is like they're still independent yeah you know they're like i believe they're the biggest independent manga publisher right now and that's wild i didn't know that at the time you know mm -hmm. and again get used to it folks Put the talks out there. Don't worry about companies. If you know things are bad, have those talks. Have those talks. It's happening more organize, and more. But also don't organize in platforms uh, that your uh, company owns. Yep. Don't do that. Find ways. Where there's a will, there's a way. I know this. Because I'm right here. Just so we're clear. I never once said the first name on this podcast. That was completely their fuck up. I feel like it's I feel like it's been said. It's fine. And from there we move on to catalog updates. Gallant, earn your money. Fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, also because this podcast got thrown back at me, um, and you mentioned it, Carlos, the um you know the 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 pacifist blonde girl in in the Gundam series or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them in uh, the last time I watched uh, what do you call it? Terne, mm -hmm. uh, the 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 space princess who is vying for peace, like jacks a fucking um, a bolt action rifle from a guy, uh, and then just shoots a dude center mass one shot uh, out of a out of a robot, and it's it's some wild shit. He also almost fell into a volcano, but he's still alive for later. Okay, so she's still O oh, one well, no. Okay. Yeah, but still, she shot that motherfucker. She, yeah, she, knew, I, I, she I knew what to do. Space, pacifist space princess, moon princess, was very much like, I know how to kill a man. I was like, damn. Anyway. Uh, tell uh, me more. Tell me about, <laughs> what is your political idealism? Tell me more. Oh, man. Carlos, I will also say that the like backstory to Turn A, uh, is very much sort of in line with like the the world building of Iron Blood. Now that you've described it to me again, um, but it's more hinting at like there's only select few people that remember what a Gundam is, mm -hmm. or that are privy to the knowledge of what a Gundam is. It's wild. Yeah, there's some there's some wild shit. Um. Okay, so High Dive is adding Luminous Witches uh, to their catalog, which looks like uh, the, of course, 
what do you call it? The logical end point of strike witches in this day and age where it's just going to be strike witches, but instead of shooting guns at weird space aliens, they're fucking idols and I'm mad. Yeah. So there's that. I bet you didn't expect me to have all that on that. Um, uh, then also they're also adding to high dive. When will Ayumu make his move and phantom of the idol? Good Lord. Did I just read that? Phantom, I hope so. Phantom of the Idol. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, All right. We needed an update. What can I tell you? I hate this. I can't believe we don't idol shows. We want my idols. When I hope when will Ayumu make his move is also a fucking idol show. Uh, anyway, Crunchyroll, among other things that we are not going to mention, has added Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta. Dope. We'll have to watch that on there at some point. Uh, and Netflix added, uh, or is, I'm sorry, is adding Uncle from Another World on July 6th, as well as Detective Conan, Detect, Detective Conan Zero's Tea Time on July 29th. Very good. Very good. Where the fuck's this Gundam series? I wanted to ask you about I don't know. I don't know. Where's my pay? Oh, uh, Double Zeta or Turn A? No, no, not, neither one of those. One that's on a Rice Stuff sale right now that I wanted to get your opinion on. Okay. I've heard about it, but I'm trying to find it again. There we go. After War Gundam X. So, uh, the, you're double fucked on this? I believe Double X is a canceled series um, that is very much the precursor to Gundam Wing. It is a series that I believe got canceled halfway through its run or something like that. Um, but also there is a lot of DNA from Gundam Wing in there that was repurposed into Gundam Wing, I believe. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Is it a weird number of episodes? Because I'm I'm almost certain that that series got canned. It's 39 episodes. Yep. Ew. Look, Gundam can do bad. But that's like an ugly number. It's it's a it's a we did Gundam we... didn't do bad. The world was wrong. Uh, hey, the original number. Gundam got canceled too. Just so we're clear, just so right, we're all right, fucking right. clear. Yes, yes, yes. But then Tomino got brought back on for like three or four other seasons. I think it was just, well, fuck. How long is each gun? How long is Zeta and Double Zeta? Are those like both fifty episodes? Yes. Okay, yeah. So for, he got brought on for four more seasons left, and then I believe after he left, it was not in this order. <sighs> Victory. X, Wing, G, and then Tomino got brought back for turn A. Uh, also throw 8th MS team in there somewhere. Uh, let's see here. I, I can't say that's correct because I, I, I said I believe, but I've been looking into more Gundam stuff recently. And also, did I tell you that I figured out that the reason why Turn A is so weird and there's no robot in the first episode and everything is because they brought him back and let him do had like carte blanche God on like it. yeah he just got to make the series he wanted with Turn A. No one told him no. 
He apparently yeah, it was he always received. Wanted... It was it was going to be a full year run, but then they decided to cut it. Yeah. Uh, the the whole thing about there's no Gundam in the first episode of Turn A is Tomino always wanted the robot not to show up in the first episode. Like apparently, um, Gundam X has a recut like first episode to not have the Gundam in it. But it's like a recut of episode six or something. It's wild. There's that that show starts with a weird fucked up timeline because they were like, well, uh, let's not put a Gundam in the first episode. Like, I don't know the complete history of it. I just know bits and pieces. None of this is like actually correct, but there are, I know some things. <laughs> I've undercut everything I've ever said. <laughs> as a person on this podcast, but I just got done hearing a lot of people talk about this. If anybody wants a, a very good Gundam podcast, uh, go to the Abnormal Mapping Patreon, give them $1 a month to get access to the Great Gundam Project, where they watch every Gundam in release order. After you give they... us some money first, we're letting you know about it. That's how this works. Very true. Very true. Uh, they are currently on. Fuck. What is it? Hold on. Let me just pull this up. They they just finished. Wait. No. Is yeah. They're just starting. We talked about this the other week, Carlos. They're starting SD Gundam. They're mm -hmm. like two weeks into watching SD Gundam right now. It's wild. They're watching everything. All right. We got plans, folks. Coming next week, we'll have watched the entirety of SD Gundam. And be talking about it. I uh, don't know how we're going to accomplish this, but it's going to get done. This is a uh, CEO decision. Anywhere. They found a way. We'll find a better way. Um, they do two episodes a week. Oh, and they also watch a backup show. Uh, and they're also watching Digimon Tamers at the same time. Ooh. You know what? I did the entire DC animated uh, movie universe. I did all of Young Justice. And I did a few anime series that I don't remember anymore. I'll have to look back on the titles. And I've done some Umbrella Academy. Come at me. I mean, they do this over the course of... They do two episodes per show, an episode. Like, they're going to take forever. I get it done in two weeks. Oh, I just, uh... I just caught up on the boys. You know, we're, this, this is a recorded podcast. Let's go ahead and end the show, folks. Um, new announcements. The Ice Guy and his cool female colleague manga is getting an anime. Uzaki-chan, uh, well, Uzaki-chan. Wait, was it? Uzaki, you got it. Uzaki, yeah. Uzaki-chan wants to hang out season two, has announced a fall debut. I love that first season. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, I'm that person. Give me more. Um... Crunchyroll is going to be screening One Piece film read in North America, Australia, and New Zealand in the fall. We don't know what that actually means month-wise. Uh, Psy Games PA Works has revealed the Akiba Made War original TV anime. Listen. Listen. I need everyone to go watch this trailer. I need everyone to go watch this trailer. I need you to hear the music in the background. The The... the it doesn't really give me anything big in descriptions, but I have feelings of what I think it's hinting at possibly being in the trailer. I think it's going to be everything I think that it is. Gallant, you know me well enough that if you watch this, I think you're going to get the feels for it as well. But I I think this could be a, a big hit. If it's what I think it is. If it is what I think it is, but it's not at all trying to say that it is, this could be amazing. 
Side game PA works. Akiba, uh, Akiba made, made War. The description okay. is the anime will star uh, Rina Kondo as Nagomi uh, Kazuhira, a woman who loves who moves to Tokyo and dreams of becoming a cute maid in Akihabara. Also starring in the series is Rina Sato as Ronko Kazutoshi, a former maid who has been away from Akihabara for a long time. Uh, the character name romanizations are not confirmed. I don't know. What are you referring about. to the first trailer or the second trailer? The second one? I, I'm i literally only seeing one trailer on here. Okay. I'm seeing an official second trailer, I guess. Anyway, sorry, folks. Um, yeah. And with that, we'll go ahead and call it a show for tonight. I want to thank you all for joining us. Hope you had a great time. That was a fun, fun time. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go uh, drop hours into Fire Emblem Three Helps because I am that bitch. Uh, anyone else going to promote me? Go. Believe you said some of the pizzas. Okay. So to uh, for this upcoming week, I'll be doing a chili cheese pizza. Damn, that sounds so, delicious. Don't stop. So I'm gonna don't stop there. Go on. <laughs> So what's gonna happen is, is I'm gonna do a, a southern recipe of chili called chili con carne, but minus beans, and I'm gonna be, uh, I'm gonna thicken it up a little bit more, and then I'm gonna combine it with cheese, and from there I will be, uh, I will be, uh, what you call it? Um, I'm gonna coat the crust with cornmeal. So you can have almost like a cornbread crust. Damn. No, you didn't. Alright then. Alright, anything else? Mingo, Gallon, anything to promote? If you... Oh, then, um, okay. The week after that, I'll be doing a uh, smoked salmon pizza. And that's gonna be with um, I'm gonna smoke the salmon, and then proceed to uh, do a bechamel sauce. I mean, not a bechamel, a hollandaise sauce as my base. And then um, yeah, that'll be uh, next week's pizza. Uh, the week after that. Hell yeah, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it's gonna be real decadent that one is, but I think all the flavors should pair real nice. I'm gonna when I smoke it, and I'm also gonna make a lemon garlic butter glaze or uh, butter sauce to coat the crust. You're really doing it up for this one. Uh, yeah, someone had put it in an order at the shop, and uh, I really want to like you know show them what I got and see if because they. A lot of people there are now starting to um, actively want to order from me for, you know, their their D&D games and such. That's awesome. So, you know, constant work, you know, can, you know, really help out a lot. Yeah, support. Let's go. And so, you know, and then also it's just good for my, um, you know, it's good for the, the whatchamacallit, uh, my my, uh, advertisement too. So. So yeah, uh, 
So be on the lookout for those. Because, uh, yeah, my last week, um, like I said, I was able to, I did a pretty good number of uh, of uh, pizzas last week. That's why, like, I was so, I was so tired. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was um, wondering when you said you were making, like, a lot of pizzas. Yeah, because uh, I had did a mac and cheese pizza one week. And then, um, whatchamacallit, uh, and the guy immediately wanted, uh, his, his, he said his family really liked him, so he ended up putting another order in. So that, that brought up my pizzas up to four that day. And then, um, with that, along with my regular sales, I ended up making about 70, about 75 uh, sent, yeah, about seventy-five, seventy-eight dollars worth of profits that day. Mm-hmm. So that was a. Uh... That's amazing. How much do you charge for one pizza? So pizza. when I uh when I go sell, I only sell by the slice. So that usually on um, if I'm trying something new, it's two fifty a slice. But um, if it's something like uh, like I don't know. Let's say you order a meat lovers, right? Then that's gonna be um, that'll that'll be uh, like about three dollars a slice. Nope. You know, just to make up for me paying for like extra toppings and stuff. Nice. And then, um, but like, let's say you order a pizza, right? So. Uh, for pepperoni and um, and cheese, it's only uh, fifteen. And then for like anything you know special, like let's say uh, the chicken parmesan, that one's about thirty. So you know it all varies. I have a sample menu on my uh, my website. So that's a, you know, I usually try to have people use that as a base. And then from there, you know, I just, you know, just try and try and sell as much as I can. Yeah, sounds really cool. Good job. We always appreciate and love your growth. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, Gallant, anything on your end? You like anime fighting games? Uh, DNF Duel came out this week. The game that feels like it was specifically made for me at some point in my life. Um, and then Monster, uh, the, the expansion for Monster Hunter Rise came out uh, 16 minutes ago. So it's on Switch. We both we we both been there. We you, you know it ain't out there. Oh yeah, it's not out there. It's, it's tomorrow. Anyway, actually no, this weekend uh, I don't plan to stream it. But no, wait, it 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 is out there. The, the, Wait, is it? The download for the update was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, if you buy, if you bought the expansion, like, and you start the game, like, I pulled this up because we were wrapping the podcast. Uh, it said, uh, let, it said, let the switch check the software to make sure it can unlock things for you. And yeah, new title screen and everything. Well, not new title screen. Okay, so in, in this this time, sometime, I don't know, I don't plan on streaming really this weekend, but. Yeah, and I will probably be buddy copying some shit at some point. If not DNF, then Monster Hunter. So you yeah, might see 100%. video content of that at some point in the future. 
But that's all for this show, folks. Uh, we're running along on here, so we're going to go ahead and end it here. Uh, thank you again for showing up. Hope you enjoyed yourselves, and we love you, and we will see you next week. Later! <laughs>